Alright, welcome back to the Canadian Gun Vault Behind the Vault Door. My name is Mark Morelli. I'll be your podcast host. And uh, this evening's podcast uh, will be uh, co-hosted quietly from the sidelines by uh, none other than my uh, partner in crime and uh, my chief operational officer, who will occasionally chirp in. He's going to be limiting his... uh, Involvement, whatever it is that I spit out tonight, and make make no mistake about it, folks. Uh, you know we do these things off the cuff, and certainly they're uh, meant for your entertainment and uh, sometimes to disseminate information. And we know that the people that listen into the podcasts are our biggest fans, and we appreciate each and every one of you. And my uh, business partner's just showing up looking like Hugh Hefner <laughs> in a bathroom. Wow. Relax. You know what? Hey. Get comfy. You know what? I love it. So, uh, you know, looking at some of the things that have gone on lately, uh, you know, in a day at the Canadian Gun Vault, uh, we managed to get some people out shooting. I uh, really, really uh, was excited to get out. Um, uh, one of my dear friends, uh, Ashley, and uh, of course another one of my dear friends, uh, Drew, uh, who on uh, Instagram are Ashley's Appetite and uh, your your friendly neighborhood Drew. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, you know he's 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 like this big giant teddy bear of a man, and you know he uh, definitely has an enthusiasm about him. And uh, young Ashley, of course, uh, from Ashley's uh, Appetite. You know, she's our local resident food guru and healthy. She changed type. the name? Wasn't it something else yeah, before? Yeah, it, it was. But health now, and Beauty? So, yeah, it went from Health and Beauty to just Ashley's Appetite, which mm. I, you know. Forget uh, the health and the beauty part. It, I don't know where that went, but, yeah. but I mean, she she seems to want to return to it. I, I don't know, but I like I love what she's putting out there. Like, she takes oh, some yeah. great pictures. Yeah, she does take great pictures. Yeah, she makes some good food, too. Uh, you know, absolutely. And it looks relatively healthy. Well, you know, you got that like strict keto thing yeah. going on. Yeah, a lot of the stuff that she makes I can't have, but the stuff that we have tried was pretty good. Yeah. What were they? Um, some kind of cupcakes or something like that. Uh, you know what? If I'm not mistaken. Protein uh, cupcakes? I think. Yeah, well, I, I was sure I couldn't eat it because, you know, of course I have yeah, allergies. You did but, anyway. But I did anyway. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, if I, if I paid for it, it was worth it. Uh, you know, great food. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so we managed to get Ashley and Drew out to the firing lines. And, uh, you know, Drew had fired a gun before, but was uh, still very, you know, inexperienced, like one experience, maybe shooting a rifle or something. And she had none. And, you know, if you've ever met, you know, Ashley before, she's this little tiny thing. She's like about like five foot two. Uh, and of course, Drew is, is, a, is, a, is a, you know, an imposing man. He's a good sized guy, uh, but he's just this lovable teddy bear. And to actually get two people that don't have a lot of experience with firearms behind the wheels of uh, some really cool guns was, was a fun experience for me. Like, do you remember the first time you fired a gun, Dave? Yeah. Uh, yep, I do. What, it was a uh, Glock. Clock 17. Yeah? Yeah, first time. Right out of the gate. Right out of the gate. Cop gun. Yep. <laughs> That's what I asked for. Yeah. Well, they didn't have the 40, so. So you went with the 9? Yeah, they didn't have the Glock 22, so I went with the 9, shot like 50 rounds of that, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to need some more ammo for yeah. this. Yeah. yeah, it was a lot of fun. Got bitten by the bug. Oh, yeah. Huge adrenaline rush. Yeah. You know what? And, yeah. and, and I don't think we should ever make apologies for that. Yeah. 
That was at Urban Tactical. Yeah? Yeah, I'd say that was probably three or four years ago now. Probably maybe four years at least. Yeah. Dave, the owner. Yeah. He's the one that uh, gave me a hand with that. Great oh. first time experience. Yeah. Great guy. D- Dave's a great guy. Yeah, absolutely. Guy. You know, and we spent a little bit of time up there and, you know, they've always been terrific hosts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and a lot uh, of friendly people. Yeah. Up there. Yeah. You know what? I've really enjoyed uh, working with them. Uh, they definitely have some quality staff there. Uh, I've met some really fantastic personalities. Yeah, uh, yeah. Th- there's there's this one guy. He he gets people out in the line, and you could tell it's like a comedy sideshow. <laughs> like, oh, jeez. Uh, he sounds like he's yelling. Yeah, well, he is. He's loud. Yeah, yeah. he he's got a, a certain amount of energy in him. I don't know where he, he gets it from. All yeah. day, all day. Yeah, yeah, all day. He's like that. Man has people love it. Yeah. yeah. Well, why wouldn't they? He gets a lot of tips. It's like step <laughs> right up, folks. <laughs> yeah. like, he's fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, I've like, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed my visits there. Uh, we recently went to Gagnon Sports, uh, you know, and, and I found that we have another range. Yeah. How far is that? A couple hours? Uh, you know, well, you know, from, from the Niagara Falls area, yeah, it'd be a couple hours, mm. I would think. Uh, but I got there and saw that they had, you know, uh, fantastic facilities. It was, uh, it was really a pleasure to meet the owner and uh, some incredibly um, friendly staff. And, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to getting back there at some point and maybe really seeing what they got going on there. How big, how long is the range there? You know, they have a 30 meter and they have a 50 meter indoor range. 50? And it's, yeah, 50 for rifles. Really? Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and I walked in and, uh, you know, spoke to some of the staff there and uh, some, of them, some of them recognized us and others did not. Uh, yeah. But, you know, yeah, to to spend a little time with these people, uh, those fantastic and to get a feel for what they've got going on there. They've got a like, quality range. Like it's 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 a nice place. Yeah. What's the backstop? That granulated yeah, rubber stuff? Again? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. cool. And, and the, but they've got the ability to shoot steel there. Oh, and they build shrouding. And yeah, they're going to be doing some things. I'd, I'd love to think that we could work with them. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, That's yeah. cool. Well, we'll see. Hopefully, we'll get a call from uh, one of the people over there. And I mean, like, getting back to getting to the range time, I got to talk. I got to talk about Ashley and Drew. I got to get it back on topic here because, you know, uh, bringing new people out that have never experienced firearms and, and exposing them to the amazing world. You know, uh, this incredible, fantastic place where you can like really lose yourself in an activity and uh, it's safe. Uh, you know, it, it's incredible to think that people would pass on the opportunity to, to you know, enjoy something this way. And I've got these new people that are out. And of course, we get them started off with like a 22 rifle. And right away, you know, uh, Ashley shows some signs of promise. And Drew clearly knows what he's doing. Uh, you know, he's fired a rifle before. He really did well. And uh, at one point, Ashley was shooting at the wrong person's target. It was, it was, it was it the target. Yeah, think, like, yeah oh. when you're shooting, you think it's all yours, right? This yeah, is all mine. Right? Yeah, like if you and shoot to, whatever I want. Yeah, to the untrained eye, you know, it, it might be you know, yeah. in that moment that you pick up a gun for the first time. And, you know, to shoot a pistol, no matter how small, can be very unnerving for people. Yeah, uh, sure. Like, was it, was it scary for you? Were you like excited about doing it? I was it? excited. Yeah. There was a lot of adrenaline for sure. I wasn't scared, but I was just, I was curious to know what like the recoil would feel like. Yeah. I, you know, I didn't really know how much recoil there would be. 
Yeah. You know, you can kind of see in the movies and you see other people fire a gun, but like until you hold one, you don't really know what the feeling is like. Yeah. 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 You know, and how loud it's going to be and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it's like for, a little explosion in your hand. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a, con- a contained, focused, channeled, yeah. you know, energy. Yeah. And no, it was definitely, uh, wouldn't say I was nervous, but I was anxious, you know? Yeah. yeah. Excited. Real excited. A lot of anticipation leading oh, yeah. up to that day. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, I think the first time I fired a real gun, I, I think I was uh, 12. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I, was, I was 12. No, so, sorry, sorry. I was 10 and I fired um, uh, FNC1s. Oh yeah, yeah. There's supposed to be a Father Day shoot, uh, Father Sunday shoot, rather. Yeah. And and my dad couldn't make it. Uh, unfortunately, he was on one of his business trips, so my uncle stood it. That's right. Yeah, That's my, right. Yeah, my uncle Larry, who was like a wild man. You know, like I, I think I wrote like a, a speech on my uncle Larry. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of idolized I met, him. I met Larry at the yeah. uh, at the grand opening, right? Abs- yeah, yeah, absolutely. Nice guy. Yeah, when they opened the rec center, uh, you know, my uncle Larry spoke. My my uncle Larry was the feisty younger brother. You know, uh, of my father and you know he, he he never failed to get into you know all kinds of trouble growing up you know like according to my grandmother if you, you know like as a young boy growing up I heard about my uncle oh what's Larry done now you know like he knew that he was like the black sheep a little bit but he, you know he had this vigor and this life to him enough that it caught the attention of a five year old boy when it was time to do uh <laughs> speech on your hero right like that was my uncle and my uncle came with me to the shoot and so there i am with you know my hero and we're shooting fns at like uh 500 yards jeez where was this Uh, it was at the winona rifle range i was gonna say it was there was it i knew you were gonna say that for some reason yeah i I, I remember the only range with uh that that much distance around here yeah and so yeah so i'm out there you know it's like this is like argyle father sunday it's the only reason i joined the argyles was to shoot a gun i I wanted i wanted to shoot a real gun so badly and i didn't know why but i had to do it and so i went out and did the fnc one with my uncle i knew i loved it the minute i pulled the trigger like the fn just chugged against me even as a 10 year old boy and the thing was too big for me but like that's a big gun yeah but but well they laid you down prone yeah it's still a good amount of recoil well for a 10 year old kid yeah. it kind of popped you around a little bit yeah. and and i didn't even care if i hit anything <laughs> you know i tried to like aim the shots so i took my time but uh, like as as i felt the recoil i knew i was going to fall in love with this activity yeah, yeah. so yeah. so that that was that Sounds was like a good first experience it was for sure. it was everything i dreamed it would be and more yeah uh and then you know my mother uh she began to date a uh a gentleman who had a gun collection mm. and in the 80s you know you could have gun gun collections uh on display in these like glass cases and i saw these rifles and shotguns and he was a like a big hunter and, yeah. and you know and he had his like trophy guns and he promised to take me out shooting and he took me to um my first trap shooting experience and he brought me I, I'm not even sure of the club but he brought me out there and literally you gotta remember this is the 80s yeah. right? he literally jammed a uh, Remington 1100 into yeah. my hand and you know after he, they put this vest on me and they dumped the box of shells <laughs> into my pocket yeah. you know I'm, I'm now you know, a 12 year old kid 
with a box of you know, shotgun shells in, in this vest pocket. They've handed me a gun and like I'm looking at it and I'm going, holy shit, like I've got a gun in my hand. And then he says, come on, we'll walk out to the line. And, you know, he accompanied me. So like I was carrying it. I, I'm assuming it was unloaded. And, you know, he put the shells in my pocket and we're walking up to the line. But I'm a little bit nervous. My palms are sweaty because I'm getting the feeling that people think I'm more experienced than I am. Like, yeah, why yeah. have I got a gun in my hand? And, and it's, it's the 80s, right? And, and he steps up to the line with me and he says to me, you use one of these things before I went, and I just kind of shook my head and said, no, he says, he says, put the shell in there, push this silver button, right? Point it that way. Don't shoot yourself. And he turns around <laughs> and he walks away from me. Right? He walks away. He walks, he walks down to the next station. He's got a gun in his hand. And I'm thinking, oh boy, here we go. Yeah. And so I hear people yell, pull and this little disc pops up. And it jumps into the sky and, you know, I hear, I hear a gun go off. It's, it's kind of like a low pressure pop yeah. and, you know, comes your turn. Like, you know, you're, you're getting excited. So I drop the slide on this thing or the bolt on this thing and chamber around and I put it against my cheek, uh, as I lift the gun and I yell pull and, uh, don't I hit the first bird out of the box? No way. Yeah. And, and nice. I knew, yeah, I knew I was going to love moving targets yeah. and, and, and sporting clay type events. And so, you know, for me, firearms has just been something I've always enjoyed. And I love sharing that with people. So now I've got Ashley and Drew. Yeah. And they look like they had fun. They, they had a lot of fun. I, I love doing the photography and the videography. Yeah, yeah. Just the photography now. Just the photography now. Uh, yeah, you yeah, know what? We may some be new regulations. The, yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> RCMP or the CFO imposed. Uh, you know what? I, I'm not too sure, uh, you know, how the rest of the season will go. Uh, but definitely that day, I, uh, I found that I had two people that were, you know, cold, but, uh, yeah. you know, warmed by their enthusiasm. And, you know, they built themselves up from like 22 pistol all the way through uh, a series of designs that we wanted to uh, have at, at our fingertips for them to experience. And, and sure enough, you know, uh, doesn't young Ashley take off like a shot and really start grouping once it, she kind of pulls it all together and aims at the correct target. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to figure out where she's, you know, hitting as there's this blank target. Like I'm wondering if she's shooting blanks out of the gun, but then yeah. I realize, Oh, she's shooting at the wrong place. And she now starts to, once she gets on paper in front of me shows the signs that she, she has a lot of control and, and you know, follows instructions. And Drew is all enthusiasm, but like, you know, he knew what he was doing, but you could tell he was putting too much pressure on himself. Uh, Ashley seemed to relax. And next thing you know, she becomes this like Russian spy queen. <laughs> you know, she's shooting Takarovs and Makarovs. And all I'm hearing is, is the gong ringing. Uh, Black Powder Dave brings this like crazy gong that's got this, uh, you know, tone to it when you hit it. And... And Ashley's making this thing sing with, you know, uh, you know, World War Two and like, yeah. you know, Cold War classic. Yeah, I saw her. She was hitting real well there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, good, and, and, good, for, and, good for both of them. Yeah. They both shot well. Yeah. They, you know what? They both came up and uh, definitely did their thing. And uh, before the day was over, they were frozen solid, but they said they had an amazing time. So I'm really looking forward to doing some follow up with them and uh, seeing what it is that they might think about yeah. the experience. I think uh, Drew's got, uh, I think he has his pal or it's in the process. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ashley, though, we got to get her She's, oh, to yeah. get her our well, pal. Well, you know what? We've had we've had a couple of interesting, uh, you know, people out with us. Uh, a young lady who was deathly afraid 
of handguns. Mm. Uh, you know, she seemed more accepting of uh, rifles and, and, and shotguns, but she seemed to have some real difficulties uh, with handguns. And I think it was because she had exposure to uh, people in the U.S. Uh, certainly, uh, they have a different set of regulations down there sure. and a different mindset uh, than Canada does. Uh, the idea that, you know, people people don't carry loaded handguns in their waistbands you know, when you're a legal gun owner, like if you think that, yeah. you know, other people do. Uh, yeah, we that, don't because yeah. we follow the law. We should be able to, in my opinion. But well, you, you know, with it, the proper training and everything, just like they do uh, down in the States. Well, you know, what? certainly if police officers can be vetted and cleared and screened yeah. and, uh, you know, be trusted. Uh, like, they I, should be able to carry off duty. That yeah. That's something that oh. I completely disagree with. Yeah. It's just unreal. Well, you know what, it, 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 it speaks uh, to a level of confidence, uh, you know, perhaps uh, more about liability than, sure. you know, true public safety. Well, yeah, the, you know, dealing with certain people in the public and then maybe you run into somebody you, that doesn't really like you all that much yeah. in public. And on top of that, when you're off duty, you're kind of still on duty so you can respond to certain threats and certain things if if you have your firearm on you. Why would you want to cut that in one third or however many shifts they have? Every well, every active police officer should be carrying their firearm at all times, in my opinion. Well, and as long as they're, you know, sober and not intoxicated. Yeah, you know, uh, I, like I got to tell you. You know, as a retired police officer, uh, you know, I, I love the idea of uh, brothers and sisters that are trained to respond immediately to situations, being armed off duty. You know, I think it's more about liability than public safety. I think that you yeah. should trust. If you trust them to do it in a shift. Right. Right. You know, and they're willing to take on the additional uh, burden. Mm -hmm. Right. Because that's what it is. Because if you have the ability to act, you are obligated as a police officer to do it. Right, but like right. You, you know, you're off duty, but you're, you know what? You'll forever be remembered as the cop that didn't do anything. Sure. Sure. You know? And it would be understandable why you didn't, but, uh, and, but and, a lot of people don't get why you didn't. Well, who, who could blame them? Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, if you're going to be a, as unarmed as anybody else in a, in a horrible situation, you're kind of at the mercy uh, of what you can do for yourself. And being off duty... Remember hearing there was an incident uh, on the Jolly Cut there, going up to Hamilton Mountain, where a um, guy that just got off his shift mm -hmm. was driving up, and he talked to two teenagers who were hanging around the side of the mountain there, mm -hmm. asked them if everything was all right. Mm -hmm. They said yeah, so he called it in, and then just drove along. They ended up jumping off and committing suicide together, and the um, SIU investigated him. Yeah. So if you're off duty and you you know you're looking after somebody's well-being. And, you know, after something happens, you're being investigated by the SAU. So you're obviously being considered a police officer, even when you're off duty and you have obligations and you have to follow a certain, you know, rule set. Why can't you have your firearm as well? Like, I just don't get that. No, I, I, hey, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, you you're know, either a civilian or you're not. You're off duty. You're going home and SIU still investigating you. I th like, okay, yeah. fine. That's fine. Yeah. Treat me like a cop all the time then. Yeah. How about, how about just from a, let's take care of our people perspective. Cause you know what? The first reaction of any good cop is going to be to rush towards the problem. Yeah. Right. So basically what you're doing is you're sending people that are ill-equipped. Sure. That are trained. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I've always believed that <clears throat> it was explained to me. 
by my father that it was more about liability than anything yeah, else. Yeah, no, it absolutely makes sense. I get that point for yeah. sure. Yeah. But it speaks volumes about your confidence level in your police service. You know, sure. Uh, like I, I'd like to think that there would be something that would give people the option, and then and, yeah, know, definitely, it, like an extra course or you know something. Oh, you know what? Uh, demonstrate more proficiency. We be willing to if you're willing to take on the burden. Uh, you know, you'll pay for bullets, you know, give yeah. me more training time. Yeah. Even if, uh, there was an extra cost for the, uh, liability insurance or something like that, I would totally be willing to pay for that. Uh, totally. Uh, well, you know, the, the very idea that you would only receive, you know, uh, you know, a quarter day of real shooting time hmm. as a police officer would surprise some people, you know, like yeah. that's the level of training they get. Like, just imagine what you would shoot. Like if you shot once a year for a half day. Yeah. And, and under stressful oh, conditions. Oh, yeah. It's completely different. Yeah. Not and, not too good. Definitely. No, no. Seen it. Seen it, it firsthand. You know, it uh, definitely affects you. Lack of training. It's kind know, of, an, it, you know, it's something that most cops will never have to do. Mm-hmm. But when you do have to act in that type of situation, there's no taking anything back. It's extremely important that you do it as well as possible. So for them to have half a day's worth of training on something like that is, is a little ridiculous. Not enough. Not enough. I mean, I mean, Hey, they call it a full day training, whatever. Uh, I, I can tell you it that should be a once a month thing. I would say I, that, at you least would think, you would think, uh, it's such an important part of officer safety, yeah. especially in this day and age. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd think that they would, you know, allocate more resources, uh, to that, uh, particular, uh, skill set. Yeah, definitely. You know, I, I complained about it for years. It fell on deaf ears. I can tell you that I still believe every police officer should receive minimum. You know, th- I, I remember a time where if you didn't shoot a box a month. Yeah. You know. Uh, 50 rounds a month. Yeah. You, you, I, there, there were some services that were actually issuing ammo that you would shoot. Huh. You know, yeah, proficiency is important. Yeah, Having confidence sure. in your ability to yeah, use a sidearm. Uh, liability reduction, right? Yeah. Like, you know, I would I would rather people were well-trained. Yeah. You know, and people want to. And that's not to say that the training isn't good. I can tell you right now, uh, fine, fine people. I, I was very fortunate in my career. Uh, we had some fantastic instructors uh, at the police, uh, you know. Like... It, it, <laughs> It was really good, you know, to know that such fantastic people were willing to be in these positions where they mm-hmm. would, you know, pass along those skills. You know, I definitely always felt like when I spoke to the people from, you know, uh, PT that, you know, they had experienced, you know, some hardship in policing. Like they were not, you know, uh, pencil pushing police officers. Right, right. You know, no, uh, they got their hands dirty. Type yeah. Of thing. You know, there's there was there's definitely yeah, a different mindset. There was there was one instructor who will go unnamed, but he was notorious for breaking fingers. You know, like, oops. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, I remember that story. Yeah, yeah. You know, like if you made the mistake of pissing that guy off, he might snap your pinky <laughs> finger. You yeah. know, so just do what he says and kind of. Yeah. 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 It's a real world thing. He's trying oh, to teach you suspects oh, can break your fingers. It oh, happens. Wow. <laughs> he, kicked, he kicked my inner thigh once. Yeah. He he just said, "Stand there for a second, all right?" <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm, I'm having a bad day. I was the I was the idiot that always volunteered. Yeah. You know, for those things, you know, and I and I looked at him. I'd smile at him, and I'd know I was going to get it. <laughs> you know, same thing at the police college. You know, I winked at the guy, the the PT, the PT instructor that was about to to uh, 
swipe at my face with this pepper foam. Mm-hmm. You know, or pepper spray rather. Sorry. Oh, okay. A pepper spray. He was gonna sweat. He he let me have it. Like just just covered me. <laughs> just you know, it was, no, it, it. Was, no, it was it was. I'm sorry. It was it was indoor. It was foam. And yeah, he covered me. I, <laughs> I, I it looked like he just had a nice bubble bath. You know what? I watched him with other people. You know, like one stroke across the eyes. No, 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 not with me. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> I I made the mistake because you know he had kind of a, at some point selected me as kind of his favorite to pick on. Yeah, yeah. Morelli shut up you know like he's, he's a good guy but he he laced me up with that stuff so much and like it was it was awesome because you know we you know of course had to fight through um you know hitting a, a punching bag and uh, complete this drill and i can tell you that you know doing it with pepper spray in your eyes was completely yeah. a bad day not for too me. much fun no for no. a few hours for yeah oh yeah you know you, you rinsed out right away but the idea that you know you had kind of filled your eyes with this awful irritant yeah you yeah. know it was fantastic and i and i used to love watching the old police videos because they in the old days you know like now they have these like uh pumps that they spray your eyes kind of at a water station and then they would tell oh, you okay. to go back to your room yeah you know, uh, but before that, they showed us video of uh, the police. There was a long trough of water. Oh, right? what do you dunk your face in there with you everybody know, else? Yeah, into well, a that, vat dude, full you're of. You're supposed to go up to you know, like, like they showed us the video, and I laughed because even even like I I what do I know right? I'm watching them. They're getting sprayed, and then they're going over to this trough, and they're splashing their face. They're splashing their face. Some people are having more severe reactions yeah. than others, yeah. and like people are dunking their whole heads in. Like nasal cavities are emptying. So yeah. inside this trough of water, you can see that there's more, uh, you know, of the irritant in yeah. the water. Saliva, mucus, <laughs> tears, and salt, and just a salty vat. Oh, <laughs> and people are, people are like, you know, really taking it in. And I'm like, oh God, right? And like, please tell me we don't have to do that. <laughs> and they're saying, no, no, no. Thankfully, we have these eyewash. We've refined the system <laughs> after you know, we, so many years. We didn't realize that yeah. was happening. Uh, you know, so there have been, you know, finer moments in police training, but you know, the good old days. Yeah, absolutely. There were, there, there were a lot of fantastic good old days. I feel bad for the cops that are left there though. Now. Oh, uh, completely different situation. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I, you know, to anybody ever out there that thought that it was an easy life being a police officer, never has it ever been more difficult. Yeah, I quite thankless these yeah. days. Yeah, a lot you know, more than it used to be. Yeah, you know, I, I I was okay with never getting thanks myself personally. Yeah, but it's like people people are actively looking for any reason. You do the right, you're damned if you do, and damned if you don't. It seems. Well, yeah. fighting on both sides. Yeah, you know what? I, I but I feel for everybody left out there that's still wearing the badge. Uh, everybody out in EMS gets a big shout out from the Canadian Gun Vault. Uh, you know, all EMS personnel. Yeah, you know they've uh, the paramedics, the firefighters. You know, I, yeah, I can I can mention the firefighters. You know, there's uh, for the people who don't know, there's always going to be. So there's a, a kitten in a tree somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go save that kitten, right? Like, heaven forbid it be at an ungodly I'm hour. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> They're just better looking than I am. You know, that's why I'm just jealous. Really? No, nah, not really. But I gotta say something to lighten it up. A bit. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I, I can tell you that you know, uh, in 
In my 20 years of policing, uh, you know, I had a fantastic time. Certainly, I saw a lot of changes, uh, you know, certainly a lot of added pressures, you know, in policing these days. Uh, and, and for everybody out there that thinks that being a cop is easy, it's never been more difficult. I truly believe that. Uh, we're very supportive of the uh, members of uh, our law enforcement. Yeah, so supportive that uh, we're going to cook something new up for uh, the support of law enforcement. Yeah. Apparel wise. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. We discussed that. I'm I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah, that's gonna be nice. Yeah. You know what? I'm uh, I'm thinking that I'm thinking the boys are gonna dig it. I think so too. And the girls. Absolutely. And the girls. And uh, whoever else. <laughs> you know what? It's gonna be fun. You don't fun. wanna be too limiting these days. Yeah, yeah. We we had an opportunity to spend a little more time with the Tommy Gun project. Uh, you know, we're uh, definitely putting it through some rigorous testing. We're uh, attempting, you know, to use a, a number of combinations uh, of things uh, to, in order to deliver the absolute best experience uh, to the end users. It does take a lot longer than people think. Oh, yeah. It's definitely coming along, though. Yeah. Hands-on research and development. Well, you know, like people think, hey, you know, if it works, you can sell it. No, it's not that simple. What's going on with Global. If I, if I what see, are they saying now? Uh, if, if, well, I, I, I'm pretty sure I read an article all right, coming out of Global News saying that Justin Trudeau was poised for a big win. They actually said that? Yeah, uh, you know, for, in, in the next elections. You know, he, was, he, was in good, he was in good shape. Sounds like propaganda to me. Well, you know what? Like, just everybody around the country seems to be turning on Justin Trudeau. Yeah, I heard he had the same approval rating as uh, President Trump. And Global, I don't think, would say, oh, President Trump's poised to win next election, and he's he's looking, he's in good shape. I doubt they would be saying anything like that, so... They've overstepped in some areas. They've spent all this time in the Ethics Commissioner's office, and now, you know, and now this. Yeah. Like, it just seems to be nonstop. They're buying the election. Well, you know, they're attempting to. Yeah. You know, I'd yeah. like to still think that people out there uh, have the ability to think and talk to, you know, their friendly neighbors. You know, I certainly didn't vote for them. Uh, you know, to everybody out there that did, you know, this is what we got. We got a part-time drama teacher. You know, I say we voted for that, but I mean, like... Well, country, we did. I didn't I personally, didn't, but didn't. we as a country, apparently we did. Well, you know, I think there was the idea that he was going to legalize marijuana. Yeah, uh, you know which which of course they've now done. Before we go, shot shows coming up. Oh yeah, yeah, shot uh, show. A couple uh, a couple weeks, twelve days from now or so, something like that. Yeah, About two you, weeks. Hey, now there's now there's one. We'd love to take requests for things that you'd like to see. Absolutely, at yeah. shot show. Yeah, uh, you know if you want to send it in to uh, the Canadian Gun Vault Inc at gmail.com or send us a DM message yep. uh, either on Facebook or Instagram. Yep. YouTube even. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I, I can tell you right now we're very interested in uh, entertaining your requests. A lot of walking. Right. Like there's so much to see there. It would be oh. nice if we could narrow it down uh, the stuff that people are interested in. Mm. Um, maybe, I, we, maybe we can do some kind of poll on uh, Instagram or something like that. Who knows? But yeah. I'd, like to, I'd like to show people things that they like. Because yeah. when we're walking around, it's like, oh, I like that. Let's do a video on that, yeah. right? So yeah. let's, 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 you know, take care of the audience. Absolutely. Right? And if you, uh, if you have something you'd like to see, uh, have us take a closer look at. We'll certainly, uh, if we can, we can get a live fire. And I'd love to do that. Yeah. No, I, I was thinking uh, if, we, if we have enough time, we could maybe try to do a podcast maybe once a day or something like that. Just a quick one, a quick update on what's going on. Depending yeah. on, you know, how many parties and dinners and stuff we have to go to. 
I, you know, like I'm, to give them some updates. So maybe live stream. Live stream, I think, yeah, is a good thing on Instagram. Pretty easy to do. You're gonna you're gonna get me to do that stuff on this trip again. I forgot yeah. how that could be. Oh jeez. Oh boy. You live know is different, eh? Yeah, live live is different. Live is different. You know, if you screw up live, it, it shows. Yeah. Very clearly. <laughs> you can't edit that. Or if you're exhausted from four days of walking nonstop. Yeah. You know, like SHOT Show is no small affair, folks. It's huge. Yeah. I mean, Go to bed it, at like two or three, wake oh, up at six or seven. Oh, <laughs> I, you know what? Like, I love guns. I can't yeah. wait to get into that sea of firearms, yeah. you know. Bring a good pair of shoes. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, it yeah. Is. Oh, I'm wearing the most comfortable shoes ever. Yeah. Yeah. On this trip. And, and, and SHOT Show 2019 is shaping up to be fantastic time. I do, however, uh, think that it's really important that we give you guys what you want. So please send in your requests. And you know what? A link to a page uh, that perhaps gives us some illustrations is always a good idea, too. You know, we can't please everybody. We'll do our humble best, though, folks. Want to bring you the, uh, the most exciting coverage of SHOT Show that we can, and that requires your input. Anyway, that's about all the time we have for tonight's episode. Hope you've enjoyed it. Don't forget to like and subscribe to us on YouTube. And as always, Canada, don't forget to shoot straight, stay safe.